Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Warriors Dolphins. We'll probably just skip this one, guys, because we'll talk more about the Warriors in the preview. Um, but great win for the Dolphins. Yeah, I just think obviously this is the end of the Dolphins season. But just shout out to them. I think they've been so good for rugby league this year. And I think I think where they end up finishing fifth last or saying so people go, I told you so. But they have shocked the rugby league world this mm. year. It's been my favourite storyline of the year by far and away. Yeah, incredible, incredible stuff from the Dolphins and the fact that they've got thirty thousand members already. <sighs> oh, jeez. That is so impressive, and I, you know, it does. I guess it makes it's it makes the argument interesting of too many teams in Queensland, too many teams in New South Wales. Like clearly, there's not too many teams in Queensland. God, no. They're like not even close. They're getting yeah. thirty thousand. And yeah. I mean, like I'm sure we'll talk about it in the next few weeks. But if you were to say like the most improved player in the comp, you might have seven dolphins standing up yeah. on the stage. And you look yeah. at like going into next season. We know they've recruited quite well. They've probably got a bit more up the sleeve. I think to spend as well. You'd imagine. So who knows who else they may or may not jag for next season. But going into it, just the players that have stepped up in the halves. They've now got competing. Sean O'Sullivan, um, Nickareem has been outstanding. Hammerback at fullback. Mm. A bunch of young blokes. Gee, there Isaiah Katoa. So excited for them going into round one next yeah. year. Wayne's last year as well. You know the boys will be up for it. Um, so really, really good stuff uh, from the Dolphins this year and 30,000. Massive congratulations. What, I mean, the whole club, what an incredible. If you had said to me, you know, Dolphins going to be the next club and, you know, I don't know, Ipswich are the next club. If you had said that to me before the start of this year, I said, you are out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Now I go, maybe? Like, I think we should expand to other states. But it's not so crazy to think that we couldn't have another side <coughs> in Queensland somewhere with numbers like that. 30,000. We've got what? We've got, is it eight, nine clubs in around Sydney? I think that includes Newcastle and the Dragons. Mm. And we've got four in Queensland. And essentially two in Brisbane. That's the entirety of Queensland. Yeah. So I'm I'm not at all against another Queensland club. Maybe not next, but at some point. 
Alrighty, let's get into it. Before we do, though, make sure to head to Shoe Grab to get new shoes. Free delivery on all orders over $99. Sneakers, casual, performance, slide, limited exclusive, plus a bunch of clothes and accessories. That's Shoe Grab. Head to their Instagram. They've got two stores, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne. A great, great place. It is Australia's biggest shoe market in the country. So if you want some great kicks, they've got Nikes, they've got Asics, they've got whatever you want. You go to Shoe Grab, you get the job done. Plus, they love rugby league. So if you're looking for some new shoes or some new sports kit, go to shoegrab.com.au. Now, let's get to uh, the Panthers defeating the Cowboys um, and just roaring back into form. Uh, what a what a really, really solid win by the Penrith Panthers. And look, to be honest, they just reasserted themselves on another level to everyone else in the competition. They came out and did exactly what they hoped they would. No injuries, no niggles. The bravery from Ivan Cleary to do that is seriously astounding. Like, think about the headlines. If one of his key players went down in that game, he would have been absolutely annihilated. And he would have been aware of that, and he still made the call to keep everyone on the field and make sure they're not clunky heading into game one of the finals. You know, Ivan Cleary, the last three years, has been nothing short of a masterpiece. It has been a masterpiece. He hasn't, each year has been different as well. It's not like he's just been like super lucky, everything has landed for him. The the foresight to slowly balance, like slowly rest players over the last month has paid massive dividends. They head into week one of the finals so confident and, you know, roaring ability in their, roaring confidence in their ability. It is incredible to watch. We are witnessing greatness. Kempi, I've got some stats here that sent in to me by Jono Craig Dobson, so shout out to him. These are incredible. So if you have a look at the top eight teams right now and their record against the other top eight teams, the Raiders are three and eight, the Roosters are three and seven, Sharks are three and seven, Knights are five and six, Warriors are four and six, Storm are seven and three, Broncos are six and four, the Panthers are ten and one, and on average they are conceding eight point five points per game against these top eight sides. So 44 to 12 on the weekend. I reckon the Penrith Panthers would have come back into the sheds filthy. They conceded 12. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And also that one was literally round one against the Broncos. Yep. The Cowboys, who were last season a whisker away from a grand final, they were playing for a final spot. Penrith come out and are up 26 nil at half time. And you have a look at those, those records there too. I mean... The Panthers and the Raiders are the only two teams to play top eight sides 11 times this year. All the rest of them have played. The team. Raiders played top eight sides 11 yeah. times. Shit draw, mate. We've done well to get this far. <laughs> really? According to John O'Craig Dobson, I wouldn't call him a liar. And what was his, what was, uh, what was their record, sorry? So the Raiders were three and eight. So they played 11 games against top eight sides. So did the Panthers and their record's 10 and one. That's interesting because I, I would have thought the Raiders had a, a quite a good draw, a favourable draw. Well, it is interesting with, with, with some of these. So, for example, the Warriors, they've got a record of four and six. Um, they only beat the Sharks and the Raiders, and they beat them twice this year. Okay. Um, the Roosters, their record is three and seven. They beat the Warriors twice, though, for yeah, example. Okay. So okay. There, there is a little bit more to have a look into that. I haven't done it myself. There's just uh, numbers from him in there. But, yeah, it's for the you know, if you have a look from round two onwards, Panthers are ten and zero against other top eight sides. I think as well at the start because three teams that made the prelim last year missed out. At the start of the year, a tough draw is different to what a tough draw is at the end. Oh, of the that's year. a yeah. good point. And that's the other point. thing to consider with the Panthers, obviously, you know they've conceded eight point five points per game against these sides. The last 
two years in a row they've won the comp, their defense has got better come finals time. It's absolutely phenomenal. It is it is incredible to watch what is happening at Pan, uh, the Panthers. And the bravery, I, I can't stress it enough. You're, think of, you're sitting there, you've got to make a decision. You've already won two comps. You've already won two comps. Your finals form is arguably some of the, what's the best in a very long time. The teams that you're playing have nowhere near as much finals experience. And to still go, nah, we are clunky. We need to play every player because we are here to win a comp. We are here to win a comp. It's amazing stuff. I was just thinking too, they obviously played the New Zealand Warriors this week, uh, the Panthers. So they've got Stephen Crichton at left centre. Scotty Sorensen had a week off. He'll return. I mean, if you can shut down that Warriors right edge, I think you're just about home there. So that so might have something that, to do with it. Yeah, that might have something to do with it now, now that you, you think about it. the job, hey, we've got to handle this edge. If we handle this edge, we put one of the best defensive centres on the, the right side of the Warriors. Jeez, mm. that's smart. Oh, man, that's smart. Yeah, it is. Is Isaac Tungo that far off? Like, but it's just like it? that elite, yeah. experienced, won multiple He's premierships. To just go, oi, if we just shut that down, they're not going to score. Yeah. I wonder if they consider putting Liam Martin over there next week too. That'd be interesting. Because what, what's Pen- Penrith's ethos? It's defence. Yeah. So it's just like the, we just put our best, prepare our best side for the Warriors week one because they would have... Oh, they, they would have been aware because the Warriors played the Dolphins before them, didn't they? Yes, they did. So they would have yeah. been aware that the Warriors were who they were playing next week if they got the win. Isn't it wild with this Panthers? Like, if you have a look at their centres and wingers, if you put their names into a hat and drew them out, what positions they're going to play this week, mm. honestly wouldn't change that much for me. Yeah, so true. So true. That's how good they are. Whatever side, whatever yeah. position, I, I, I don't think it would really phase my decision. Mate, they were phenomenal. Um, we'll talk more about it in the preview. I thought Taruva was outstanding as well. Uh, Brian To'o just getting through a mountain of work with a couple of tries. How boss was To'o's first try where he had like four cowboys on him and he just like just like just lifted him to the try line. <laughs> Honestly, amazing. Amazing. Oh, Cogger, before the game, I'm like, he's not a six. Him signing with the Knights, I'm like, he's not a six. And he has three tries this. What the hell, man? The first three of the game. Like, what? It's amazing. What is going on out there? What is going on out there? Um, yeah, it, what, what they've managed to achieve and just the intelligence with their decisions. But also, you can have all the intelligence with your decisions, but if your players don't back it up, then it's nothing. But when we talk about being on board, like, look at the Panthers. They are so on board with everything they're doing. They're so in sync. Um it's, it's honestly, it's unbelievable. It, if someone said to me, like, they're about to head into a three-peat and it's not even that shocking, like, if they win this third grand final, am I going to be sitting there going, this is the greatest thing ever? No, I'm going to be like, yeah, they're just that good. That's, that's phenomenal. Have we had an update on Jerome Luai when he is due back? I think we- prelim is like, basically, <coughs> I watched a little snippet from the NRL physio, give him a follow guy, best in the biz, and they were basically saying, look, there's a chance it could – Slip out again if he comes back in the prelim, but the risk outweighs the reward, you know. So if he, he'll come back, and, and it's been done before. I think they said uh, Isaac Luke did it after two weeks, and it didn't slip out again. Um, so they reckon probably prelim he'll be back. The last guy in the world I'd want to use as my example is probably Isaac Luke, right? Yeah, true. So tough. So tough. But they're both different out there. Like, yeah. look what Cleary did. Came back, needed a shoulder, Rico. Won a grand final. 
Because I, I was thinking earlier today, like imagine if, if Luai didn't come back this year and Nath managed to win this grand final with Jack mm. Cogger as his 5'8". Like, you know, with all due respect to Jack Cogger and the other guy I'm, I'm about to mention, but the thing that comes up quite often is that Joey won a comp with Sean Rudder at 5'8", mm. and that just takes it on another level. Like if Nath managed to do it. Lockyer with uh, Shane Perry. Shane Perry, yeah. Like it's – people wouldn't like that. <coughs> Don't like Nath Cleary, but Christ, it would be interesting. It's just – what more there is to say with Cleary? And we're talking about a guy that's, what, 25, 20 – I think 25 yeah like we aren't even close to his like what is, like is he gonna be like an alien by the time he's 30 <laughs> like how like think about we're talking the whole narrative this year has been oh look at all these older sevens they get all this experience and they know the game oh like <laughs> clearly will be like fucking seven premierships deep by the time he's 35 and man, that's the other thing like, like what, what was he now 25 years old i think 24 25 yeah, sweet maybe 26 cool let's say hypothetically it takes him another three years to own the origin of five. five like let's say it takes him another three years to really own origin he could still have seven dominant years in origin what do you like if, if he's a free agent what are you paying nathan cleary to come to your club minimum minimum 1.5 1.6 like if you're a bottom eight side because you're guaranteeing yourself bottom. You're guaranteeing yourself top eight footy. I reckon that'd be the opening price. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You just you just cut costs wherever you need to in your squad to get this bloke in. Yeah. He could take any current team mm. into the top eight, in my opinion. If not in the first year, by the second year. That's how good he is. It's Far out. it's craziness. Like if the, if the Tigers paid two mil for him, I'll be like, you know how, what? Yeah, might be worth it. How long is he with them for? Like twenty twenty seven. I'd love to see a bidding war for Nathan Cleary. Just, oh. like, just a standoff. And like Panthers, they know they know that he's going to re-sign, but they yeah. just go, you know what? We're just going to just for fuck fun, everyone's man. salary cap. Just put him on the market. That would be so smart. Fuck, that'd be smart. <laughs> just go, yeah, yeah, we'll put him on the market. <laughs> dramas, dramas. Well, jokes, we actually re-signed him 12 months ago. I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, he's actually signed for the rest of his life. That's what I thought. <laughs> Wouldn't you have some self-conscious halfbacks getting around? Because <sighs> every club would be stupid not to make a bid. Think about how much it would Fuck salary caps that you're trying to <laughs> put aside 1.5 million minimum. Yeah. It would destroy salary caps across the like every bottom eight sides. Fucking, you'd have to like get a spy into the Penrith camp to be like, is he really looking at something? What are you going to say there, Matty? Uh, I was going to say I thought that's what South did with Reynolds, and and then Broncos just signed him. But <laughs> <laughs> what I was, gonna- I, I actually thought that was my conspiracy too. I was like, yeah. I think that they're trying to throw people off here. Yeah, that was very disappointing when he signed. What I was actually going to say before that, though, was um, was the Panthers. It's it's actually crazy. We spoke about this on the DMP, but Guru and Timmy, you'll be interested to hear this. How many players they've got signed up till 2026 and the quality of players? I'm just going to send you, I'm just going to read out the list. Brian Toto, Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yo, Jack Cole, James Fisher-Harris, Jesse McLean, Liam Martin, Moses Leota, Nathan Cleary, and Scott Sorensen. All signed up till 2026 and beyond. That's what? Cr- that is craziness. Yeah, probably the one name you didn't know there was Jack Cole, and once you see him, you'll know who he is very quickly. What position does he play? So I think he's like five eight center. Matty, is that right? Oh, did he did he make his debut a couple of weeks ago? Oh no, that was a different guy. I, th- I think he's. Oh, I haven't seen a heap of him, but they talk about him very very highly over there. Five eight, Matty. Yeah, very talented. And like, what's not getting mentioned is is Penrith literally had their halves raided last year with Isaiah Katoa and Peru. Is it for the Sharkies? Yep. Like they were their next halves, ready to jump in, and then this is what's happening. It's fucking unbelievable. I mean, you have a look at the Canterbury Bulldogs' spine that I think they'll run out with him round one next year. It'll be Matt Burton at six, Critter at one. They're two left centres for Penrith. 
That is actually outrageous when you think about it. Um, Cole, like he's primarily 5'8", but he's also played a lot of centre this year in reserve grade. Yeah. So he'll, he'll pop up over the next year or two, for sure. So you reckon he might sneak that spot and I'll keep... Or would Talon May, though, and Tarun? No, I, I, don't, I don't think he will get into the side, but Origin and stuff, you'll yeah. start to see him. Okay. He's okay. very talented. Taylor May is going to be interesting next year. It sounds like he wants to play centre. Okay. Right. right. Not Taruva. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's put on some weight. Mate, we're, yeah, like, we're, we're getting like Talon May is so freaking good, like, and he hasn't played it all all yep. year, pretty much. It is scary, scary stuff. Um, we'll get to the preview uh, just quickly. Though, Liam Martin, it's like he can sniff finals footy or big games. He loves that shit. You know what I mean? Like a big game comes around, Liam Martin is a fucking dog off a leash, just looking for some hurt. I love it. I posed the other day that you know he's obviously got his. Origin hat on and so on. Someone commented like, oh, yeah, like fucking no, – he's ready to lose, is he? And I just sat there and went, fuck, if we had more Liam Martins, we'd win Origins. He's the exact guy we just need more of. And I've said to Matty for a long time, I think the ultimate test, if you're sitting at a pub with someone, if you want to know if they understand rugby league or not, get their opinion on Liam Martin. Mm. If they tell you he's overrated or he doesn't have enough stats or anything, sign on their <laughs> head, a neon sign saying fucking clueless. Mate, he is so good. And just the impact he brings in defence. Yeah. You know, his stats aren't always, you know, crazy, even though statistically it was good this game. But just so much impact. And, and the amount of games he turns. Like, I go back to the World <laughs> Cup uh, semi-final against the Kiwis. He was going skits. Trying, he shotted Nelson Asafa Solomona. Lunatic. Yep. Like, he did the same just, thing in the grand final. He went nuts there too. Yeah, just crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Cowboys... Obviously, we'll have a season review at the end of the year, but damn, that's got to be disheartening. They didn't really play that bad, um, but they weren't even close. Yeah, we, we spoke about in the off-season, and it wasn't actually reflected in what we spoke about earlier, but I spoke about in the off-season that history tells us that there's normally two to three teams that fall out of the eight. Mm. History tells us that quite often they can be the teams that make big jumps. So for me last year, the teams that made big jumps were Cronulla, Parramatta, Cowboys. Mm. Ended up being Parramatta and Cowboys mm. that missed the finals. Yeah. So, But the Cowboys, I said it on my podcast this morning, 12 weeks ago I thought they were no hope. Six weeks ago I thought they were a lock to play top eight. Mm. Now they're out of it again. Mate, it's, uh, you look at their squad, it's a bloody good squad. Had a weird year, didn't they? Yeah, very strange. And I just think that the start of the year just killed them. Yep. Just absolutely killed them that start. And we spoke about it ad nauseum of like, did they train too hard in the preseason? Was the season too long last year and they're looking fatigued because of that and they didn't train long enough because they were all rep players? We don't know what the answer is to that, but yeah, start of season just killed them. Silver lining, I thought Leibart's been really good the last few weeks. So I'm hoping that he uh, gets that centre spot with Pitiku Levy. Yep. Isn't he? He's so athletic. Such an athletic frame on him. He's, he's quite tall. It look, looks a little bit gangly, but strong. He's got speed. He's got footwork. Mm. That try he scored on the weekend was awesome. Like yeah. he, He's a real goer. I think the other thing that really hurt the Cowboys, losing Val Holmes. Yeah, that, that was, was a huge cool swing. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll get to the next game quickly. Don't forget, guys, we are going to be previewing the games uh, this year. Did I say that at the start of the podcast that we'd be previewing the games? Anyway, we'll put it at the start. <clears throat> We're going to preview the finals games. That's why we're moving through these quite quickly. Knights defeat the Dragons. Um, what's really interesting about this win for the Knights is so many teams have gone up against the Dragons and struggled. The Knights just come out without their key players and just go, yeah, tight match for a little bit, but just go bang, bang, bang in the second half. Thanks for coming. 
the Knights are the real deal, in my opinion, and they could genuinely sneak in to a grand final, if not a prelim, because if you look at the run into the finals for them, you go, they actually can f- like go across to the Broncos side. So, they, so this week, they play the Raiders, which is, you know, sorry, Timmy, but if there was one team out of the eight you'd most like to play at the moment, it's probably the Raiders or the Roosters, but I'd say the Raiders. Fair. Um now, in Raiders' defence, they just sometimes they might just do something just to piss everyone off, and that's what they could do on the weekend. But so they did the same thing last year, mate. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So they, they can do that. But you say the Knights are favourites; they could get the win there. Then they might go up against the Warriors. Are the Warriors that much better than the, uh, the Knights right now? I'd actually say the Knights are playing better footy than the Warriors right now. So would I. Then you go across to the other side of the comp. Let's say that Broncos win game one. Well, early in the year, when Knights were playing nowhere near what they're playing now, they nearly beat the Broncos. Like, there's a real possibility that the Knights could end up in a grand final. If the Broncos were to lose this weekend, that would put the Knights on the opposite side to the Panthers and the Broncos, right? Yep. So they just got to get through Melbourne. Ooh. Oh, well, they got to get through Warriors, but if Warriors lose to Panthers, obviously. Big opportunity there. Huge opportunity. Like, they have landed in a Goldilocks zone to make their way to a final. If that, if that occurs... Panthers win and Broncos lose. Gee, that opens up that other side of the draw, doesn't it? Massively. Massively. And that's what's so exciting for Knights fans right now is that imagine Newey in a grand final. Oh, that would be one of the great turnarounds all time for that club. I think with Newcastle, it will be interesting to see how they go this weekend coming. Like, yes, they won that game, but just because they had so many guys out in that game, I wonder if the momentum changes a little bit. <coughs> mm. I don't think it will, uh, but it will be interesting. I think a lot of it comes down to Jackson Hastings, who got injured three weeks ago now. He's been named every week, but he hasn't played. Whether I, I'd be willing to bet Jacko does play this week simply because it's finals. But, mm. uh, I mean, mate, even if Jackson isn't available, fuck, Clune's done a good <laughs> Clune's job. Clune's done a bloody good job. Like, I'd almost be at the point if I'm Jackson and I'm not 100% the extra week could be the difference to me getting... 100% or closer to I, I feel reasonably comfortable Leaving the keys with Clune If KP's playing Yeah No I agree with you I, I, I actually think As a coach You're almost sitting there going Oof, Do I Do I Stuff the The, the vibe up You yeah. know Clune's been doing a really good job And obviously you bring Hastings back Even if he's good to go Because he was there And he's What was he Part of the six win streak or so Yep But geez, It's not an easy decision As easy as you would assume It would be was, What was it Ankle Ankle, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, Knights get the job done. Uh, really, really good win. Um, in regards to performances, anything stood out for you guys for the Knights? Um, oh, I've got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The greatest put down I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And we spoke about it before the podcast. The only thing that I can remember, and maybe there's you know ones that I'm forgetting, but just mm. off my memory... The only one that comes close is David Mead, one-hand pick-up from a kick. But when it comes to put-downs, that is some of the most outrageous, I guess, footage of skill I've ever seen. To put his, to, to bend his shoulder like that, to keep grip of the ball, that is something that you could train your whole life for it and you can't do it. But Dom Young can do it because he is a different breed. I was um, I was talking to mates about it after, and I think that you know with what some of these wingers do nowadays, we're so normalised to it. Mm. But I still think people probably underappreciated oh, what he did in that moment. Mm. It, it was insane for him to be upside down. Like 
The, 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 the field might as well be two extra metres wider nowadays, like where you actually have to defend. It's unbelievable. And, you know, I reckon there's probably two or three guys in the comp that could have maybe scored that try. Dom Young's one of them. Just incredible. Just amazing. Like, the, the, it doesn't get, it's probably not going to get enough uh, credit, but, like, the lack of self-preservation, yep. like, to put yourself in a position, like, put it this way, if he ended up like that in a tackle, they're going to the bin. Like as if he was getting yeah. picked up. He he voluntarily put himself in that position to score a try in a match that they were probably going to win anyway. In a match that meant nothing. It meant nothing. It, it is phenomenal. And it's even though I'm, I'm stoked for him, he gets the big contract at the Roosters, but, oh, man, what a missed opportunity to build a cult hero at the Newcastle Knights. What a missed opportunity. What a great change in rugby league it was to take the corner post out. Oh, yeah. Out. Mm. That's what I was having a look at the weekend. Like you have a look, obviously we've spoken about it a little bit over the last year or so with Alex Johnson chasing Ken Irvine's record. But you have a look at his unbelievable try scoring record, and the corner post was out for him. Mm. You would have to think that like there has to be a winger that will come along with how they're scoring tries nowadays. Like uh, over the next 20, 30, 40 years, some of these try scoring records they could fall unbelievably. Yeah. Good point. Like what was Irvine two twelve? Yeah, I'll get it up now. Two- uh, Two twelve. It's a good point. Like if you if you had the corner post taken out, that's probably two forty conservatively. Oh, conservatively, yeah. you're doing heaps under yeah. there. I reckon. Yeah, we we'll get broken because in the year two thousand and forty, we'll be doing fifty six rounds, <laughs> <laughs> which is literally more than weeks. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, so yeah, so amazing stuff. And geez, again, the scary thing with Dom Young is like. What second or third year of real first grade? Yeah, jeez. Once he gets uh, gets in the rooster system, gets. It's funny because the Knights right now, it's like the system looks bloody good to me, but gets the roosters, all the resources, all the training, you know, everything. He is a superstar. And how Dom Young's feeling about that? Like how quickly it would have turned because brilliant decision at the start of the year. Mm. And look, the Knights have gone on a good run late in the season, and you know it may or may not last. Into through the finals into the next season, you got a Roosters system that's tried and tested for you. So I'm sure it's a great call, but just the atmosphere at those Newcastle games, particularly in the back end of the season, the going to finals, the home final, such a special place to be out there at the moment. The Knights mm. and Don be going, ooh, just be second guessing sure. yourself a little bit. Yeah, you'd have to be, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's it's not necessarily even about you know the Roosters are going to probably win more comps over the next ten years mm. than the Knights, but it's just that special connection the Newcastle fans have with the team that is quite unique. I mean, they're the most loyal fan base in rugby league. Wooden spoon, they're still averaging 20,000 people to a game. And so imagine if they go on the run and they stay in the top eight next year, you know, the fans will just build and build and build. And you'll be getting to a point where it's like a sellout nearly every week. And he could have been their guy, Mm. their main guy. Um, And obviously when he moves to the roost, he'll be outside Joey Manu, very good pedigree, but... Jeez, I don't know if there's a centre I'd rather be outside of this year than Gagai. Oh, mate. He's been so good, especially the back end. Um, yeah, look, Dom Young, take a bow. One of the greatest put-downs I've ever seen in my entire life. And then he just said, oh, yeah, they're not done yet. Does it again. Yeah. Just a tiny lesser degree, but still. If, if that had been the put-down, you would have been like, that was phenomenal. But because he did the one before, so amazing stuff. Um, yeah, great stuff. I mean, Tyson Gamble is just fucking unbelievable. What's going on? Can we give this bloke his flowers? My God, he has been so impressive. There was a Holy there was a try heckers. that was taken off him that turned into a penalty in this game that I thought was just about one of the plays of Gamble's career. Very unlucky. Um, 
feel like I say it every single week, but if you had no context to this guy and you'd just seen him for the first time, you'd go, you'd, you'd think he's a rep 5'8", I think. Mate, you'd think he'd be pushing for, like, yep. he has been that good over the last nine weeks. And it's everything in his game. Like, he's strong in contact. You know, he can miss a tackle, but he doesn't miss it because of the contact side of things. It's usually because of a misread or whatever. Um, and also, he's ball playing. Like, some of the passes he's thrown is silky as anything. I, I cannot believe it. It is so – he deserves – you know, Jackson Hastings and Clune, but Hastings will get a lot of the raps for what's happened, and rightly so. He's, he's led them to where they are. But Tyson Campbell's been there pretty much all year. I, I just can't imagine a world, too, where Tyson Gamble wins nine games in a row. Do you remember him lipping up or carrying on like a dickhead at any point? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Maybe like once or twice, but not every game. But not to sure. the, yeah, no, he no used way. to win the occasional game with Brisbane, and it was, it was like he just won a comp the way that he used to carry on, which I love. I am all for it. Mm. But it, he has just seemed to be so much more levelled out now. It's very impressive. Talk about blokes being like giving a bloke his flowers. Adam O'Brien... Oh, he was on his last legs early in this season. He was almost lucky yeah. to still be yeah. there. You were like, yeah, like, how's he still here? Surely they've got to move on and go a different direction. Mm. They've just finished fifth. And isn't right. it such a good example when you win, like when they were losing, when they were struggling? You heard a new thing about Adam O'Brien every yeah. week. Mm. Yeah. This was going wrong. This happened last weekend. He said this. He said, like, just there was a new story oh. every week. I haven't heard shit about Adam O'Brien. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for him because, uh, I mean, it's even with, like watching Demetrio up in the box there. Jesus, hard watching these coaches. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I know it's a, you know, they get paid well, and but you can't, when you look at it from a human side, like as a player, you have control of how you play. Mm. You have a control of like, you may not be at your best, you know, form-wise, but you can rip and tear. As a coach, there's only so much you can do. And like sometimes watching Adam O'Brien up in the box, you're just going far out, I feel for you, mate. Like this team is absolutely not responding to what you're saying. Um, not to say that Adam O'Brien's perfect at all. I mean, we've, we've gone over it ad nauseum some of the decisions he's made, but to just see him get some, just to experience what he's got to experience, I'm just so happy for him. And he deserves it. He, he stayed stuck to the course. He, he was honest about when he first came to the club, he felt like he had to bring the roosters and storm weight. And I think that a lot of coaches, yes, it is good to take things from storm and the roosters, but sometimes they try to apply it too much and it's a different playing group. I think we're seeing with Adam O'Brien that, Yes, he's taken the good things from the Storm and the Roosters, but now he's kind of finding his own identity as a coach. Now, this could all change next year, but at right now, Newcastle's a team, have an identity, and he's the coach. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um, Before you move off them, I just want to give a shout-out to one of their players, Dylan Lucas, who was a centre a year ago. He's moved into the back row on the weekend, uh, ran for 100 metres, made 40 tackles, only missed two. Yeah, Big transition to, a, to an 80-minute back rower in the NRL. Mm. Uh, he's been very good, Dylan Lucas. Another bloke, um, you know, shock, but gets some time at 13. Yep. And now he's good at 13. That's he. For how many years have we been saying Adam Elliott's at 13? Yep. And, like, it's just like coaches were just like, nah, not doing it. I refuse to put Adam Elliott at 13. 
Finally, a coach goes, you know what? I'm just going to stick him there and leave him there, regardless of how the first game or two goes. He's been outstanding for them the last few weeks. Outstanding. Yep. He's been allowed to play big minutes. Yep. I think Adam Elliott's one of those guys, the longer the game goes, the better he's he gets. He's a big minute player yep. and always ha- has been. <clears throat> and he, he's had a few... Throughout his whole career, he's been a bloke that's had injury niggles of some sort the entire time. He's stringing games together. He's getting the big minute. He's a big minute football ads. Well, he yep. never quite recovered from that uh, wrestle you had with him. Yeah, I, I'm surprised he came back from it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Dragons, not much to talk about, to be honest. Um, yeah, not much to talk about. Uh, we'll get to that into our season review, guys. Don't forget, at the end of the year, 